Hello and welcome to Gut Shot, the Magic the Gathering podcast that finally, unequivocally, tells you that you're wrong. This is Will, and I'm joined as always by Frederick. Hello everyone, it's Frederick, the only goblin unplayable in modern. Welcome to Gut Shot. Today's question, what can Wizards of the Coast do to support local game stores during the pandemic? You know, it's the one thing that everybody's talking about these days. You know, I'm pretty sure quarantine is going to be the uh, the word of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, everybody is uh, hunkered down for the pandemic, uh, you know, trying, trying to stay safe, you know, wearing the face masks. Um, and no one has really been able to play Paper Magic uh, in a safe way uh, since this started in March. Um, yeah. Now, now, we already know that... Uh, Local game stores operate on very thin margins as it is. And that's with people, you know, coming in and buying uh, boxes and playing in tournaments and buying snacks. Right. And all of that's been gone. Uh, I know a lot of our local places have been uh, trying to do like curbside pickup uh, for certain products. Uh, you yeah. know, so you could have like a at home gaming experience, but I imagine that can't be that profitable. Our local game store, actually, um, from when we're, from where we're from, has been doing curbside pickup on sealed product and cards, and they've been doing like special deals. Like they did a twenty dollar signature spellbook Gideon and a pack of Dragon Shields and a Modern Horizons pack for twenty bucks. Like they're doing little things to get people to not like forget about Paper Magic, I guess. But they're they're one of the few stores that can really afford to. We can all agree that our local game stores are struggling right now. Um, you know, no one's coming in. Nobody's buying the the, uh, the high uh, margin uh, items like snacks. Um, so, Wizards of the Coast, th- there are things that Wizards can do to uh, help out the LGSs. Uh, so, we we want to explore that and figure out how can we keep our LGSs afloat. Uh, Frederick, do you have any ideas on this? So, a big thing, like the first thing I really want to bring up, is that Secret Layers were exactly the product that could have addressed this need. And like, yeah, they threw the Secret Layer Ultimate Edition at LGSs to sell to people. But like, when they used to do from the vaults, like even the small LGSs would get like two of them, and they could end up selling them for like 100 to 150 to one of their more enfranchised players. And that was just free help for local game stores. Whereas these Secret Layers feel like they were the same thing, except it's just cutting out the local game store. It's to the point where like, you you could be giving money to these struggling places that are giving you free advertising and keeping players and franchise in your game, which is something that I think is super underrated. I don't I, I think secret layers are a missed opportunity in terms of being sold strictly online. I personally won't buy one, no matter how excited I was by like the bolts or the tattoos or the the real the the pictures of the the real ornithological like paintings, like the real birds one. That one was really cool for me and and my girlfriend. Like that one, I thought the art was really dope, and I love Birds of Paradise and stuff, but I just won't buy a Secret Layer as long as it's hurting my local game store. So you think that Secret Layers are actively hurting the LGS? Absolutely, yes. Especially when they contain, like, kind of more expensive cards. Like, because the you can't get them at Walmart either. If they were sold at Walmart and by Wizards and not the LGS, like, that would really suck especially. But the thing is, like, these casual players who Wizards just has given up on trying to get to come to a local game store aren't really buying these secret layers. It's people who are enfranchised enough that they would be buying things from their local game store if it weren't for the secret layer. Like, I would like this playset of alternate art lightning bolts, only three of which weren't painted by rapists. Like, I would go to my local game store to pick it up. 
because I'm that level of enfranchised player, but instead I'm going to, I have to order it online. You know, nobody is like jumping from kitchen table to ordering secret layer, you know, like it's, it, it's, it's pretty much only taking from the market that would be going to their local game store shop. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So at the very least, uh, if wizards still wanted to do secret layers, they would need to find a way to more wholly rope the LGSs in and uh, spread the profits around. Am I understanding you correctly? I think that's the sort of centrist position, honestly. I want them to give secret layers to local game stores to sell. like Or at a very small margin of cost to the local game store. Something like pre-release kits. Like Pre-releases are where the LGSs make the most of their money off Magic. Because they get the kits for so cheap, and they're guaranteed to get so many people in the door. I think secret layers need to be one of the cheapest products for LGSs that they can sell for whatever price they want. All right, I think it's great that you've outed yourself as a secret layer leftist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm firmly anti-secret layer. All right, is there anything that uh, Wizards like more directly can do to, to help out the LGSs uh, other than uh, you know stop taking money out of their pocket? Yeah, I think um, a sort of local game store stimulus package, if you will, with sealed product and with promos for when it's safe to go back to local game stores. I think it, it would be it would be nice for them to just give them, I don't know, like boxes of the new set for free, like a few boxes for any store that orders some number of cases. But like Wizards also has that vault full of old sealed product, and now might be the time to open it if a local game store would benefit from having a box of future site to get people in the back in the door to draft some old set. Like this is a time that Wizards could do that. Or like it costs them the same to print a box of a master set as it does a regular set. If they can give local game stores master sets for the price of regular sets as part of a stimulus package i think that would do a lot yeah you know that uh raises an interesting idea um i i think that uh if every pack has a uh, foil in it that does increase the amount but there could be like a uh a modern yeah like a ultimate masters pandemic version that is 36 packs and gets rid of foils altogether it's just cards and have that be like a special thing that is the same amount to to print uh as a normal you know uh mainline set booster uh and, and you know give give that to lgs's for free or discount or whatever yeah that makes a lot of sense if a worldwide pandemic isn't the time to open up the vault of old magic the gathering product when would be the time right right yeah like literal apocalypse the only thing with that ultimate masters pandemic edition thing is like i would err on the side of products that already exist just because it does take a while to get something to the presses and like they do finalize sets like six months in advance so that might just not be practical but yeah something like that if it were easy to make that happen while the old vault products are just sitting and ready to go right right yeah, like where they could, while well, they could just send LGS's boxes of Innistrad. Oh, I would absolutely be happy with that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Would that get you back into a physical store as soon as it's safe to go? Honestly, yeah, as long as uh, the right. weren't, and, and I would be willing to pay a bit of a premium for that, but not too yeah. much. If it was a, a reasonable overhead where the LGS's could rake in a little bit more money, I would absolutely be in for that. Well, yeah, I imagine like LGS's would hold, um, drafts of old sets for like 20 bucks if they got the boxes for free and then they would everybody's happy the lgs makes bank wizards gets their players re-enfranchised players get to draft originals and a car for 20 bucks 
I would say this broadly brings up the question of like, what does Wizards of the Coast owe to local game stores? Um, some people would say local game stores owe Wizards of the Coast, and I would just disagree. Um, I think that it's free advertising. It keeps players enfranchised. You know, it's the cheapest way for Wizards to sell their products. Um, it's good for players. It's good for Wizards of the Coast. And the fact that Wizards of the Coast has sort of been cutting them out, it feels like wherever they can recently. Like, they threw them the bone of that Secret Layer Ultimate Edition. But, like, so many products that are, like, premium have been just through Wizards of the Coast recently. It feels like they've been looking for opportunities to sort of backstab local game stores. So I think there's a, just a broader question hanging in the air. What does Wizards of the Coast owe to local game stores? I hate to inform you, but we're not really going to disagree on that. You're absolutely right. Wizards does owe the LGSs a lot. Magic being the first card game, being a runaway hit, as it were, really mm -hmm. success to the LGS model. Um, you know, the, there was no online distribution. Yeah, Magic the Gathering, I would say, is about like 95% successful because of the LGS model, especially in the early days in 1993, you know, uh, 94, 95. Wizards really does need to uh, treat its LGS as like royalty uh, to continue its current success. I know the arena is doing very well, but, you know, it, it needs the paper game if it wants to continue being on top of the uh, collectible card game world. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, if Watsy doesn't start treating its local game stores like royalty, Watsy needs to keep its queen and Gucci. You know, like it needs to sort of step its game up because these local game stores are providing so much for Watsy, and Watsy is just sort of routinely telling them to go fuck themselves. Um, how do you feel about wizard support for players vis-a-vis -vis events? All right, folks, here's where I'm going to give the hot take that we keep advertising uh, online and in our uh, podcast. I think that the support that Wizards has given LGS so far during the pandemic is not great. It's actually kind of, uh, I'm very unhappy with it. As you might know, uh, Wizards has done the FNM at home initiative through Arena, where mm -hmm. you play in a special queue. That, you know, uh, once you get your one win, one or two wins, you screenshot it and send it to your, and this is air quotes, participating LGS to yeah. get a code in Arena for some rinky-dink cosmetic that, I'm going to be honest, I don't think a lot of people care about. It's random. It's just like a card style or maybe like a little uh, tiny bit of uh, gems or an Avatar, nothing that I was super excited about. And honestly, it took me a while to find a local LGS that was even participating in this. I have to be honest, halfway through the Friday Night Magic at home, I just stopped because it wasn't worth it. It didn't make me really feel like I was participating in the, the Friday Night Magic experience. Another thing Wizards has done is the pre-release at home. Now, I know that you did one of these, Frederick. Uh, but I don't see any reason to pay to do it. For me, pre-releases are about the spectacle, going yeah. in, looking at these cards in a room full of people who are also seeing the cards for the very first time and playing in that large yet casual focused tournament. To get two pre-release kits and play with one other person in my household does not make me want to just buy 12 packs more than i more than i normally would a pre-release tournament an event that you can remember for the rest of your life i would 
but for pre-release at home there's just not enough going on there for me to get excited about it yeah um i liked it i did a pre-release at home with my girlfriend um the fact that the pre-release kits were still 25 which is the price of the tournament but also there weren't any prizes because we were playing at, at home kind of sucked I wish that, I know this isn't really a problem with our LGS, but if our LGS could have given us like an extra pack or two for each of us to make up for the difference in prizes, that would have been nice. And I mean, I do miss the tournament setting, but I miss the paper tournament setting always. And like at a normal pre-release, when we're done with it, me and my girlfriend, we will sit down with our kits and we'll play against each other for fun. And I would say that that alone is worth the $25 just to get my first um, games of limited with my girlfriend. Like it's really fun. And I liked... Um, I liked playing it. I did get two Massacre Worms, which was pretty funny. Um, and she got two Heroic Interventions. I don't know. I, mi I missed the tournament setting, but there's really no way to mimic that. It's, le it's not an entirely fair criticism to ask for them to provide that, because like this, is a, this isn't an issue of their greed or anything. This is an issue of a pandemic happening. Like there, There's just not the infrastructure to support that. I do feel like the FNM at home could have paired you with players from your local game store and allowed like in-game chat against those players i don't think that like i'm not a coder i'm not a developer but i do feel like that infrastructure could have been there um to have everyone show up sort of sort of log in at the same time for an fnm and um play each other and get paired against each other and have in-game chat during those games maybe but i don't know no i i agree i like the Friday Night Magic at home as a baseline, but there's so much more that could have been done with it. And I know that, you know, the tech stuff takes time, but it's very much just like, this is the baseline that we can do. And we're not going to put any more into it, especially when like, yeah. we have a lot of local game stores in this area and like only two participated. And one of them right. really doesn't even run magic tournaments all that much. Right. But I have to say, I agree with your point that Wizards needs to give more to the LGS. And I think a stimulus package type idea is perfect for that. LGSs just need a bigger piece of the pie. Wizards, very successful, rake in a lot of money. And I just, Wizards needs to be willing to give more of that money to the LGSs. Uh, and I, I think that special products are a great way to do that. You know, the idea of giving them a old sealed product from the vault is great. I actually like the ideas. I know you're very much against the secret layers, but things like the ultimate secret layer with the fetch lands, uh, those being sent out to LGSs and then they having the opportunity to make some money off of that, I, in addition to selling the secret layer online directly to players, I think that that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Mostly, there just needs to be incentives for the players to come back. And that incentive is going to be value given on high from Wizards to the LGS, which is then passed on to the players. Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things with, like, transitioning back into paper is, like, I don't have any paper Ikoria cards, and I have literally, like, 20 paper M21 cards that I would play in Constructed. So, like, people just, like, their, their collections are going to be a lot more fleshed out in Arena. Like, I could see someone like myself, if I didn't care as much about the tournament 
sort of lifestyle, the playing against my friends, the going to my local game store, I could see someone like me just quitting Paper Magic because why would I? Because my, my collection is just much more fleshed out in Arena after this pandemic's over. So I think making sure that like Ikoria and M21 cards get into the hands of players relatively easily so that they can keep playing standard because like I can play modern and it's largely unaffected by the last two sets that came out. But there are cards I need if I want to keep playing Merriment and Jund and Mono Black Devotion, which are my standard decks in paper right now. That like if I go to my local game store, I will basically it'll feel terrible to have to spend real money to play in paper with cards that I've been playing with for two months on Arena. And so I feel like the rest of the standard kind of until rotation is going to be a lull. Like people who aren't super serious about it, just trying to rebuild their collections. Like that's going to be really rough. So maybe just having like higher prize support in the form of Ikoria and M21 packs for like FNMs and stuff, like Wizards sending out boxes for people to just get those cards into their paper collections as extra prizes for events would help sort of restore the standard ecosystem. Because I know I own like every card I'd need to from Theorist Beyond Death like the last set before the pandemic started, but I don't own any Ikoria cards in paper and I own very little M21 cards in paper. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good way to look at it. A stimulus package that gives people the standard cards that they missed. I think I think that's a great way to look at it. My biggest idea for this, we already know that uh you know us MTG junkies we've been on arena we've been you know grinding arena playing with Ikoria almost completely online mm -hmm. this has already done a little bit to kind of connect arena and paper but to really help out LGSs during the time of corona would be it's time to get serious about putting arena codes in packs yeah. if you buy a booster pack in paper of magic i believe that all of them should have a code for a booster pack in arena that's going to get that's going to get the people who have been you know investing all this time into arena give them a even if they don't really want to play uh pay, you know like paper magic seriously they don't want to like grind standard in paper they just want to um play their commander decks or what what have you they still want to buy the packs because they're getting a great deal on opening up packs in arena um if wizards didn't want to go that extreme on it uh and also would probably be better for the lgs is instead of being in the pack they're inside promo packs that you know walmart and target won't get but the LGS does. So when players buy packs, they can get the promo, maybe get a rinky-dink common, uncommon, and a code that gives packs for Arena. That's going to get people wanting to go in, especially to the LGS, and spend money on these packs. And, you know, I mean, Wizards going to get a cut of that. LGSs are really going to get a shot in the arm through that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just don't think that like a code for a pack in Arena in every paper pack of Magic is realistic. Um, it would make Arena a lot less financially viable because then anyone who plays Paper Magic will basically have an Arena collection for free. Um, which, uh, like, obviously as a player, I would love that, but I just don't see Wizards of the Coast doing that. I love your idea of promo packs at local game stores coming with codes. The ones that come in FMM prizes already do that. You get a code for. I think, yeah, I think it's literally just a code for a pack on Arena with your, like, rare and, like, foil and stuff. So.
So if they just would sneak those into regular packs and like maybe remove the limit for how many you can use, because you can only use like three per season of the um, codes, which sucks because I win more than three FNMs per season um, when I can go and play paper, uh, not to flex or anything. But like, I don't know. I feel I, I feel like maybe if like a lot of products came with just a code, like yeah, I, I guess it would have to go beyond cosmetics in Arena. But just like if you buy three packs, your LGS gives you a code that gives you one of the Planeswalkers from the new set and a card style for it. I think there needs to be something that encourages people not to quit Paper Magic and Arena because I think a lot of the people who like don't have time for both before this pandemic and like were kind of trying to do both are re- really just going to quit Paper and start only doing Arena once this pandemic hits because there's really no incentive for them to build a collection they've already had to build digitally. Yeah, so those codes that people are getting in Friday Night Magic promo packs just expand that and mm-hmm. you can instead of having to be good at magic you can get those promo packs and get codes for arena just by spending money and that's that's what we want people to do at LGSs right yeah i mean i i i i pretty much agree or just for playing in a tournament like that you don't have to like I've never had the issue of ending a season without enough FNM promo packs to get my packs like without because there's like the limit of three. I've always exceeded that limit at the end of a season, but I'm sure there's some people who don't. Um, I don't know what it's like to be bad at things, but like people like if you could if just playing in an FNM got you a pack on Arena, I think that would get a lot of more people in the door. And if they would let you like, I don't know, like the, the local game store that I go to in in um this town that I lived in for a while, like for college, um, they had the owner of the store had a couple of pretty good standard decks. Like they weren't like top tier, but they had all the shock lanes they needed. And he would, he would let whoever wanted to use them in FNM use them. And I know not every LGS had that, but if wizards would send out event decks that like one per, like you could use it like once per DCI number, you could borrow an event deck to play a Friday night magic. Then somebody who literally doesn't have paper cards might come and play in a paper event because they can use an event deck or whatever they're called now. Like if people could just come in and use those for Friday Night Magic to get a taste of what Paper Magic feels like, it might, it's an incentive for arena players to get out of their mother's basements and come and play Friday Night Magic. So like you've, you've mentioned that your worry is that there's no on-ramp to arena from, or to, uh, there's no incentive for arena players to give a paper that isn't cosmetic. Uh, that creates value for the player. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about that? Right now, the way it's set up is buying paper doesn't get you into Arena. Uh, There are ways for Arena players to stay connected to the paper game. Honestly, they're kind of flimsy. Mm -hmm. Cosmetics are cool, but you know a lot of people don't care about them. And honestly, they don't really matter in the long run. What I would like to see is a stronger connection between paper and arena that creates value for the player and i think the missing link here is that when you play arena you should get value in paper not just cosmetic like what if like this is this is kind of out there but what if every time you bought an arena pack on arena you got a paper pack that seems like a lot It is a lot, but I think that's the kind of thing that would really amp up player spending in LGSs because there's no duplicate protection in paper. 
if you got all that, you're going to open up all these packs. You're not going to get play sets, but you're going to want to finish your play sets. Do you remember in the original Modern Masters where Tarmogoyf's price went up even though it was printed? Yes. Due to people opening up Tarmogoyf's and then wanting them? I think that one-for-one pack exchange is a lot, but I think that's the kind of thing we want to be looking at. Um, If people can actually get tangible value in the paper game from playing Arena, it would would do a lot. Um, And it doesn't even have to be packs you know, the professor, Pleasant Kenobi, they talk about this all the time. And I agree with them. Magic used to have this thing called magic player rewards. Mm-hmm. Played in a certain amount of tournaments, wizards would mail you pretty sweet promos like foil, full art, cryptic command or damnation or lightning bolt that you would get for free just by playing magic. Yeah. What if you got a sweet promo lightning bolt just for playing, let's say, 20 standard events in a month or something like that? Something that people really want to get their hands on and has value. Yeah, you uh, you may remember the first time we... The, those Texas promos were... You may remember, may remember the first time we sat down to play your cubelet with my younger brother and he said, what does giant growth do? And you <laughs> <laughs> laughed. When I built that, I thought I don't want to do any cards that are hard to read or understand uh, for people who may not be familiar with these cards. But I thought, you know, Giant Growth's probably the one I could get away with playing yeah. the Texas version. And then uh, uh, that I was immediately showed why that was a bad idea. <laughs> right. I think the the promos is exactly where you want to be. Because if you make it anything that is like super valuable or resellable like in a big way then like the issue it wasn't an issue with magic online with the redemption and stuff because you had to you had to pay the actual money had to be going into the game from somewhere but if you let people redeem arena stuff like packs one for one or whatever or like cards one for one like you would have to you could farm on free to play and get real things in paper out of it which is just not something that's viable for a company um, but I really like the idea of promos, like do well enough in arena for this season and you get mailed an alternate art Ugin, or you get mailed an alternate art Groom Tutor or something. You get mailed some Mythic Rares with a stamp that said like your rank for the arena season, uh, but the cards are in paper. I really, I like that a lot. If you get serious value in paper from playing arena, you're going to want to take those cards to an LGS. And you're yeah. going to want to buy you know, play sets for your decks. And you're going to want to buy cards to put in the commander deck that you got inspired to build by getting these sweet promos like a Nugan. And that, in turn, gets people spending money at their, at their LGS, which is really the best thing that LGSs need during the pandemic is just players willing to spend money. And as as we've gone through, there's plenty of things that Wizards of the Coast uh, is not doing and could do to really help out these stores. Yeah, and I think, like, let's say you do get two promo Ugans and you have literally no interest in playing paper. The odds that you are going to go through the trouble of becoming an Amazon seller or whatever to get rid of those is so much lower than the odds of you just going to your local game store and selling them to your local game store and your local game store selling them to a player who wants to use them, which is still going to be a net benefit for your local game store, even if the arena player who gets these paper cards has no interest in playing paper. Yeah, I agree with this a great deal. So what do you think? Is it a hot take to say that Wizards should be doing more to help the LGSs? 
Absolutely not. I don't think that you could make the argument that that's that they shouldn't be doing more in good faith. I think it's very clearly like across the spectrum of players, Wizards needs to support local game stores. Absolutely. We can agree on that. And I think that's a great place to end it. Thanks so much for listening to Gut Shot, home of the absolute spiciest MTG hot takes. I'm Will at Aggressive Rhetoric. And I'm Frederick on Twitch at War Crimes Uwu. We forced shrines and we're only able to draft one. So that's all the time we have for today. Join us next time for more Gut Shot. <laughs> <laughs>